This is an average fan podcast hosted by Benihana. Yo, welcome back. Yes, y'all are tuned in to an average fan podcast with your host, Benihana's. Yo, average fan podcasters, can we can we talk some sports today? Let's talk some trending topics right now, okay? Let's get into some good stuff here. The NBA in the offseason is still never dead, right? It's never dead. It's, a, it's always something going on, right? Like, how many of y'all are checking out some of the vids? And, heck, you might even have been at some of the uh, pro-am runs, like, NBA stars are in the offseason, working on their game, having fun. I like it, you know. A hooper is what a hooper does. So those who really know what that means, they can respect that. If you don't, just keep following along. But, yeah, Kevin Durant, heard his name a lot. He's been a hot topic, y'all. So let, let, <laughs> let's just be honest, right? We – some of us don't have the Kevin Durant mentality, right? And I'm going to explain what I'm talking about. Kevin Durant is super ballsy, right? That, that, that move he pulled, right? Okay, everybody who works a job, snap into it. Let, let, let's think about this. You don't like a couple coworkers that you work with, right? And you 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 go in to your boss, <laughs> And you tell your boss that you're going to quit or or you got to get rid of these other two. So in saying that, Kevin Durant did what most people kind of want to do. Like, hey, you got to get rid of these. So Kevin Durant did that about his head coach. And like, dude, you go to your owner like that is a ballsy move. You go, but you got to like it, right? If you like it, some people don't like it, right? And we'll say like the older generation, even some of the newer generation, people kind of not feeling the move. And a lot of that has to do with the moves he made when he went to Golden State, right? So we kind of know where he gets that, <laughs> that kind of like bad pub from. But needless to say, he's been in the he's been in the headlines today. Um, after making those comments team started or reports started leaking out from multiple sources you got people you got people reporting like now kd he want to play with marcus smart oh he see himself over here in 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 philly what they gonna say what they gonna say hunters they gonna say man i seen kevin durant backstage with james harden and travis scott then these reports come out. So uh, when you hear these reports, you got to take everything with a grain of salt because the narrative can always be spun in any direction. Whether or not he goes there, let's just say we're going to buy the rooms. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> come on. So can we see Kevin Durant in Boston? And if KD in Boston, who ain't there? Who do y'all think Boston should probably try to get rid of, really, to get KD. Especially if the report says that KD wanted to play with Marcus Smart. Yo, that would be crazy, right? 
You keep Marcus Smart, everybody know that Jalen Brown would have to be the sacrificial lamb. I'm the one trying to tell y'all it probably should be Jason Tatum. Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown have a similar mentality, as in especially Jalen Brown. Like he got that I don't care who you is mentality. And he plays like it. Tatum plays like that in spurts. Tatum has to learn that, or not learn, but develop, right? Develop that type of instinct. And some people can't develop the instinct, and it's cool. But that's why they're kind of good together. So if you break them up, what does Tatum's game look like in Brooklyn or anywhere else for that? I'm just saying if you trade one of them, trade Tatum. I, I think if you add if you add KD into a mix of Marcus Smart, and then how is Marcus Smart going to end up staying if you just got Malcolm Brogdon? Like, how does that dynamic work? So is Marcus Smart going to move to the two this year? So, like, Boston has a lot of things to think about. They're going to plug Boston because he has connections, right? You got you got a player who you say he wants to play with, and then you got a coach who used to be his assistant when he was in Brooklyn. So now what about the Sixers, right? Yo, that would be scary because that would take a load off of Joel Embiid. And, man, if but you put that scoring, like, right now their lineup, like, oh, my God. Like, it, it's crazy, y'all. Hold on. Like, just thinking about it. You would have somebody to help offset what James Harden don't do in the postseason. And that's not a knock on James Harden. But just being honest, he don't really show up when they need him. Okay, so if you got Kevin Durant, that takes a burden off of James. So now James can be James. And how do I know this? Because I watched this man with CP3. They were one game away from beating that that Golden State team. And Chris Paul got hurt. We all know how the story goes. But I'm just here to tell y'all that with all that being said, if you give James Harden a dynamic, a dynamic player who can play with him, who, like he can do some things. So you couple that with having him beat, and at this point, like you know, you you get Kevin Durant, but it's always about the who's going out. Like he's got four years left on his contract, so who's going out out of Philly? But if you were able to keep Tyrese Maxey, that would be a tough team to beat because on any given night, they could do it. Like, And see, the fact that the game is kind of today went away from like the traditional big man, that's why you see like Jokic winning back-to-back MVPs and Joel Embiid out here dominating because everybody tried to capture that small ball moniker that Golden State really they really, but they were culturally bred. Like they were all developed internally in house. They were drafted together. It was different. They ain't had no other innuendos. They worked it out. They got it out the mud together, right? So, with all that being said, here it is. If you're able to try to copy that, because it's a copycat league, you try to find that success in that thing, but you can't copy what they did. So, that eliminated the center in a sense, right? We don't have no dominant, like, Dude, like, 
Hakeem Olajuwon was a monster in the post. Like, what was Pat Ewan known for? And it's just, we don't have that today. We don't have that today. We don't. But I accept it because I call it evolution of the game. I'm not going to be bitter about it because I embrace that. See, I appreciate that more because I'm able to remember back and say, man, these guys were dominant bigs. So when one comes along, we just respect it. Like, Jokic does a lot, and a lot of people feel like Joel and B does more. I'm not mad if Jokic gets MVP over Joel, but I'm just happy that both of them dominate in a big position in a small game. But I'm cool that it's a small game because that means everybody got a chance. Right? I don't have to hide Isaiah, like Isaiah Thomas no more. It's a smaller league. He can get off. So it's pretty cool, man. I, I like the direction in which it's going. Yeah, like all things, some things can be tweaked and fixed, but that need that that goes without saying that what Joel B can do, what Kevin Durant brings to the table, and how James Harden can manipulate teams because everybody's focused on him. They could really do some numbers. I mean, Milwaukee has a they have a good culture and a good core, but Dude, in a seven-game series, if Philly has no injury problems, dude, they're going to be hard to beat. So, I like it. I like it. What do I think he'll go? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. The man probably going to he, he probably gonna stay in Brooklyn. I mean, <laughs> but we'll see. Stranger things have happened. So, we'll see. So, moving on. Some other news that we heard today was kind of trendy that we felt like we wanted to cover today. D Ham doubling down, right, on what Frankie V them was doing, but what he kind of fell short of doing. Well, let me explain what he was saying. Darvin Ham said that Anthony Davis will be the number one option on the Lakers. When they run, they running through him. How do we really feel about this, y'all? Like, average fan podcaster, like, just average fans out there, like, <sighs> diehard fans out there. Man, how do we really feel about AD being the focal point of the Lakers? I know, I get it. We can't really run it through LeBron. I get that. I'm not, I'm not upset at that, but... You're entrusting a lot. And that's how it was always designed to be, right? But you're entrusting a lot into Anthony Davis. And it's not like he's not capable. But it ain't him. It's not. But guess what? Hannes is here to tell you that it's okay. That it's not you. But why are they trying to do this? And I feel like... That's why the Lakers did not have success in that first round series against Phoenix. The team before Russell Westbrook got there, their team was predicated on Anthony Davis. So if LeBron is going to play his role to the point where he in his role and he ain't really trying because he's so great, like he just focused on his role. If Anthony Davis ain't there, how does your offense now flow? Because. The whole concept of you 
getting Anthony Davis, bringing him in, and <laughs> this is something that I feel like people got to really give Magic Johnson more criticism, right, on this move that he was bragging about and how I'm going to do something different. I'm not going to I'm not going to surround LeBron James with shooters. And it's like, what? How could you possibly not do that? That there's something that you kind of need to do. It's been it's a success story his whole career. Not to say he can't do nothing different, right? But we know that one of his main greatest attributes as an NBA player is the dribble and drive because everybody going to collapse. Because it's LeBron freaking James. And who he going to throw it to? Oh, he going to throw it to a 32% three-point shooter. Mm, okay, good luck with that. So we don't give him flack about that move. Like, they kind of deserve. So everybody's kind of jumping on LeBron about the whole Westbrook thing. But if we even go back even a little bit further, he tried to get y'all DeRozan, but y'all didn't want to give DeRozan and then y'all ain't want to give him an extra year. So y'all could have had the Rosen over Westbrook. But now the media, so that's how the media does. And it's cool because they're doing their job. But what I'm saying is Anthony Davis being the focal point of this offense with an injury history is not great. And it shows me that they have no real plan. There is no plan. Anthony Davis he can't. You can't come out and say that you're going to run your offense through him because technically you don't know what you're going to have. Let's play the hypotheticals, y'all. Yep, rumors. Yep, they was going out today. Reports. Yep, they was going out today. Guess what some of the reports were saying? Y'all listening? Y'all ready? It's possible that the Lakers were going to go ahead and try to give up their draft picks to get Kyrie in light of Kevin Durant doing what he did yesterday. Everything's connected. What is really going on? Um, What? So, with that being said, now all of a sudden, because Kevin Durant doubled down on his stance of wanting to be traded, we're kind of forgetting one thing. They don't have to move this man. The man got four years. They don't have to move this man. So, all the hype, I get it. But he don't realistically have to go anywhere. And I just feel like, hey, let's just talk about it more in depth when it becomes a headline headline. Like when they move him, then let's. But right now, man, we're just working up our nerves because Kevin Durant, he don't have to go nowhere. Joe Sy can be like, bro, no, you're not going anywhere. I mean, I, I feel it, but you're going to do you're going to quit. You're just going to sit on the side. All right. Take a hit to your brand. Be that guy who's known as that. But I got to run a franchise. But there again, like I, I said in one of my previous episodes, I kind of blame management anyway because you weren't even recruiting Kevin Durant as a free agent. And this man just tells you, I'm coming to your team. You know what that sounds like? Catfish. That's a fishing alert. Yo, you can't do that. Like, I'm not recruiting. I don't care if you are Kevin Durant. Let's let's just let's slow our roll here. Whoa. What are we doing, bro? Like Kyrie, you here? Uh, Kevin, what? Like 
oh man, it's Kevin Durant though. And I feel it. And I'm not talking about his skill set. I'm not talking about his fit. But you kind of got to protect yourself. You got to know what you're getting into. This man left Golden State. He went to Golden State and left Golden State. So he comes to you. He He's telling you, I pick you. Which I love player freedom. But even that's a little creepy, yo. That's cringy. Like, hold up. I, bro, I wasn't even here. You weren't even on our board for free agents. Like, okay. He's a free agent. Let's sign him. So now we have this. Three years later, like we're, we're here and I get it. How can you not make that move? But all I'm saying is going back to Kyrie Irving. It would be a good fit with that team, right? Because something that's not really looked at in Russell Westbrook's career. And I think people aren't talking about it enough. So you can give your boy Benny Hanna full credit for this one. Here's a nugget for y'all. In Russ's career, how many big men like Anthony Davis has he played with? I mean, Serge Ibaka is not Anthony Davis. He has no skill. His skill set doesn't touch Anthony Davis. So I ask you guys again, right? Because we can say he played with a player like LeBron James in Kevin Durant, right? They might score differently. But you get you get what I'm saying, right? They're going to touch. The, even though Kevin Durant can play without the ball, he can do his thing with the rock. Okay? So, we've seen what they're able to do. Right? But he's never, like, Steven Adams does not have the skill set of Anthony Davis. So, Anthony Davis' skill set is different than Russ has played with. So Russ kind of got to play different because Anthony Davis kind of got to be in that low post like that. And then sometimes he sags out. He's not used to that. Like Steven Adams didn't do that. So then it, it really ebbs up, it ebbs up the flow of your whole team. How? Because now you got Anthony Davis sagging away from the, he's further and further away from the rim. Okay. I feel you can hit a couple threes. But, bro, you, you're not a stretch four, bro. Like, you're not a stretch four. You're built like a center. You won't embrace it. So, you play the four, but you're not a stretch four. The three is not your shot. So, already you're crippling the team. And then you got Russ. Like, everybody's like, oh, he, you know, he, Russ plays fast. That's just who he is. We have to accept art for what it is, right? Mona Lisa is not a perfect painting, but everybody loves the Mona Lisa because it's one of the most talked about paintings. It's beauty. It's everything. That, but is the perfect is the so you get what I'm saying? Art is what art is. We just got to accept it. Like we got to stop dogging him out because it's not solely his fault. So then you get him in a situation in which Anthony Davis, <laughs> without Darvin Ham even being there, was the focal point of the Lakers last year and the year before that. Bro, AD, like AD was balling in the bubble and LeBron just picked up the slack. And it's like if AD's going off, LeBron's game is going to elevate. We've seen it so many times. Like when he was with Kyrie, it was the same thing. So it's like 
we know Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, they can all play together, but everybody dogs it. And it's like, it's such a terrible fit. It's like the worst move ever in basketball. No, it's not. And it can work. But everybody's being too dramatic about this situation. It can work. But will it work after everything that happened? Hell no. And <laughs> go ahead and get rid of Russell Westbrook. Get him out of there. You need to make a move now, right? Whatever you're going to do, you need to do it now. So even if you're not going to move Russ, you need to come out and make a statement and say, we are not trying to trade for Kyrie Irving. We are focused on what we have internally and we will make necessary moves as we see fit as an organization. Boom. Done. But they're not going to do that. All these reports are going to keep coming out until training camp starts. And then the next thing you know, we're at Christmas watching a freaking game. And guess what? Russell Westbrook is still in the Lakers jerseys. Kevin Durant is in a Brooklyn Nets jersey. And so is Kyrie Irving. And guess who's playing with them? Ben Simmons. Like, in a perfect world, right? Or <laughs> we can get to Christmas. And Russell Westbrook is playing with the New York Knicks. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is a Laker. Like, <laughs> Kevin Durant is playing with Pascal Siakam because Toronto finally traded Scotty Barnes. And look, before I go, y'all, look, if y'all y'all follow this show, like if y'all got y'all have the ability to comment, right? Y'all got the Twitter link posted. Listen, <laughs> right? Listen at this. Why was Scotty Barnes rookie of the year? Somebody tell me that, please. Maybe we'll break a whole episode down. I'm going to even watch more film. I'm going to go back and watch more film of Scotty Barnes. But everything I've seen in Scotty Barnes, yes, he can be a special player. But I'm sorry. Let's not act like Scotty Barnes is way, way up here, right? Evan Lowe, Evan Mobley, to me, had a killer season <laughs> as a rookie. I'm sorry. Was anybody not watching him? Oh, that's right. He's a big man. He's not really flashy. We're kind of in the fourth. But I thank y'all for being out here your boy Benny Hanna. Hey, y'all got to continue to check me out. Tell some people about me. Get them to subscribe. Let's get these followers up. Let's start doing something special together. Average Man Podcast. Y'all help drive the input to what is the machine. Let's go.